You're listening to Your Financial Compass with Scott Vallon. These shows are designed to provide information to both pre- and post-retirees so you can make well-informed decisions about your financial future. Our financial compass process goes beyond traditional holistic planning. We care as much about you and your lifestyle as we do about your plan. At the Bullman Wealth Group, we want to help you define what matters most and inspire you to go and do it. Your host is Bullman Wealth Group financial advisor, Scott Vallon, who for more than a decade has made a difference in his clients' lives by providing financial leadership. Hello there and welcome to the Your Financial Compass podcast. My name is Scott Milan. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, This is actually the 15th episode I just realized, which is very exciting, uh, back when we started this show uh, last year. And uh, some exciting news, at least for us, I suppose, is we got a notification that we're over the 1,000 download mark. So that, I guess, is kind of exciting. Only... 14 episodes in. This is the 15th. So I guess that just confirms that it's not just my mom listening uh, to the episodes. But all jokes aside, guys, thank you for tuning in. We're trying to get the reach out there even more. Hopefully all these episodes you're finding things that are pertinent to your situation as we've tackled a different subject each time. Last time we were talking about you know the whole Silicon Valley Bank issue, FDIC coverage, and what that means. Anyhow, this episode is going to be interesting because I saw a lot of news lately about digital currency in the United States and, and what could happen if the U.S. dollar goes digital. And, and before we all panic and, and get upset, uh, there's a lot of layers to it. It's not happening. If it happens, it doesn't sound like it's happening anytime soon, but I found it interesting. And, and we're going to look through what it means, why would that happen, and then some pros and cons about it. So it should be a relatively short kind of lean and mean episode. And I also mention this anytime, if you hear anything today that you want to talk further about with us, you can reach out to our firm at ask at bullmanwealth.com. So that's A-S-K at B-U-L-M-A-N wealth.com. So with that said, back to this, what I find a fascinating topic of the the potential and the discussion of the U.S. dollar going digital, you know, as as we move further on into the future and technology and all these ramifications, you know, as in currency changes, well, what does that mean for the U.S. dollar? And, and just before the start of 2023, uh, the Federal Reserve they had announced that it's open to experimenting with the development and implementation of a digital U.S. dollar. And and like I said, let's not jump to conclusions. It's important to understand why they're considering it, what it means, and then the pros and cons. So the first thing I'll say, what in the world is a digital dollar? I will say this, guys, it's not cryptocurrency. It's not Bitcoin. It's not Dogecoin, any of these things. It is not that. So just to alleviate any concern there, because a digital dollar it would be regulated by the U.S. Central Bank, which we also call the Federal Reserve. So it's going to function similarly to a U.S. dollar, unlike a cryptocurrency, which is you know a speculative investment that moves up and down every day. It's actually been up lately, but it's been wildly speculative. So it's not that. It's, it would be regulated by the U.S. Central Bank, who we'll call the Federal Reserve. And what Folks are starting to call the concept of a centrally banked 
digital currency is the central bank digital currency, you know, surprise, surprise, CBDC. A United States CBDC would serve as a complement to existing central bank reserve balances and then the, you know, the widely used flat currency of the U.S. dollar. And I saw some, I believe it's in India, they're starting to experiment. It's a lot closer to being a reality there of, of utilizing this. So this is not just a U.S. thing. You know, this is popping up everywhere and more places are discussing it. There's some countries over on the other side of the country, including Russia and some other folks, uh, Brazil, that are discussing something comparable. But the point is, we'll just talk about what it means to us here in the United States. And, you know, in one regard, you think of it like this. Forms of money are, are continually evolving. And you know, I saw this back in the day. People were using seashells for payment, and things have evolved from there. Gold standard, then you know, flat currency of the dollar. A digital currency, you could look at it as just another metamorphosis on that money path as it evolves in, in the long history of, of money changing its form. So with the discussions that the Federal Reserve are having, you know, well, how deep have they gotten? And, and they've come out and said, you know, they're open to the you know, framework of what this means. And even they acknowledge that, you know, with technological innovations of digital assets, it's I don't want to say it's inevitable, but it's not, in my opinion, terribly surprising that it's heading in this direction. And, you know, despite understanding the potential of it, the Fed warns that, of course, there are risks that, that could leave people vulnerable and they're wanting to walk through these to make sure that you know, people aren't left exposed. And again, from what I saw, it doesn't sound like this happening anytime soon. It might simply begin and end with an idea. Um, so I wouldn't get too alarmed. You know, from my vantage point, it's nothing that is going to happen next week or even this year or who, you know, I could be wrong, but it just doesn't strike me as happening that quick. But, you know, let's kind of walk through some of those pros and cons. Let's just hypothetically play this out. If they were to launch this, the Fed, they'd have to be satisfied that it's safe. Is this, is this a safe digital asset accessible to the public that's, you know, they need to make sure it's without credit and liquidity risks, that it's privacy protected, you know, it's intermediated, transferable, and identity verified. So what does that mean? Well, privacy protection implies, you know, safeguarding consumers' privacy rights, you know, as, as well as in impeding criminal activity. Intermediated means that the Federal Reserve will permit management and payment of CBDC via, you know, if you have digital wallets, accounts offered in the private sector, including banks, and non-banks. And then also transferable, it means that the CBDC, which again is the acronym for this proposed digital currency, well, transferable means that it's accessible to U.S. customers regardless of the intermediaries they use, which would make payment, in a sense, more efficient. And that's a lot of some of the pros that I've seen is it could make a very seamless thing. And it could, you know, it could expedite monetary policy, if they're implementing that, um, think of it like this. If your digital dollars could earn interest simply sitting in your wallet rather than on a bank's balance sheet. And guys, let's not act like banks don't kind of have a black eye now. With the Silicon Valley issue, I think it's gotten more eyes on banks. And I've heard more and more folks kind of not as happy with banks in terms of some of the structure they're utilizing. And I even saw a stat yesterday that, that said... 
top U.S. banks, their deposit drop over the last year is pretty staggering. So the three biggest banks, Chase, uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, they announced that deposits dropped $521 billion in the last year. Because right now when we have money at the bank, any interest we earn is because it's on the bank's balance sheet. And we're kind of at the mercy of what they're paying us. Where flip side of that, if we have digital dollars in a digital wallet of some sort, well, we could earn interest simply sitting in our wallets and not based off of what Chase is offering, what Bank of America is offering, what Wells Fargo. It would be more of a centralized thing, which obviously brings up cons, which we'll get, get to here in a second. But the efficiency of it sounds uh, interesting to me. You know, and, and for a second, going back to another measure that they'd have to have in place, you know, before they were to roll this out would be identity verification. And that would aim to prevent, obviously, money laundering, financing of terrorism, you know, by verifying whoever adopts this CBDC. So going back to, to pros and cons, as a reference in one regard, you could argue that it gives us a bit more control in a sense of, hey, we could have it sitting in our own digital wallet earning interest. doesn't necessarily have to be tied to a single bank. Another thing that, in, you know, interestingly enough, might be a pro for the bigger picture as a whole is um, these instant transactions could also make it more seamless to do cross-border transactions, be it, you know, Mexico, UK, what have you. And that, in a sense, might help expand the U.S. dollar's presence in the global economy, which could thus strengthen it. So, you know, in one regard, one pro is could it strengthen the U.S. dollar on a grand scale because this digital currency could potentially make it easier to cross borders. And, you know, as I already referenced, it could provide an alternative to private banks storing our money. And, you know, we could be storing it digitally at a more centralized location. So, I mean, you can see those some arguable pros. Another, would it lower the cost of banking and provide greater access to banking? Because in one sense, is this going to offer more competition to these banks where they might try to sweeten the pot? Where if we can earn interest in our, say, our digital wallet and not have it at Chase Bank, is Chase Bank going to then come out to compete and say, hey, we're going to pay another half percent in interest or what have you? So, would it make a more competitive environment in that regard? Because we're always looking for other ways to earn more money on our static cash as as interest rates are going up. But then, of course, we have to turn the coin, no pun intended, and, and look at the cons. I do stress, said this earlier, this is not cryptocurrency, so it's not that. But there are still cons. Uh, could it hurt the economy? As we said, it's providing competition for banks, which in a sense might make, hey, maybe they'll sweeten the pot with interest rates that they'll credit to accounts. But at the same token, could it provide too much competition for these banks? That puts pressure on them, puts pressure on the financial industry, which would have ripple effects on the economy. You know, there's, as we were saying a few minutes ago, with the issues some of these banks have faced, you know, more and more concerns coming up of, can some of these larger banks hold up if there's a run on cash so we don't have another Silicon Valley instance? And, you know, with this coming in as quote-unquote competition, could it almost put too much strain on these banks that some arguably are already strained? This, I think, would be an issue. Privacy is very important to many of us. Not all of us, but many of us like elements of privacy. 
this could reduce that a bit because it could make your money in transactions and in many ways American people's lives essentially traceable by the federal government if they choose to use it use this as it becomes you know a de facto means of financial transactions because essentially what they're saying is creating a almost a centralized bank in a sense like a digital vault and it could be a, could this be an easier way for them to track our what we're buying what we have maybe and that's concerning so that raises an eyebrow right there and i know that would ruffle some folks feathers you know that comes back to the whole control aspect in a similar way online money is less in your control than something you physically store. So, you know, going to the bank, getting cash, walking around with cash in our wallets. Sometimes that's a generational thing. I'm 42. I never carry more than a dollar of cash in my wallet. Uh, it's just my generation, I suppose. I've been using cards and debit cards and things for a long time. Um, but that's not all the case. I was just in Michigan last week visiting my mom. She carries cash. And it's not specifically a generational thing, but you know, there are some folks, some clients of mine like to keep cash on hand at their house. You know, this would be in op or not opposition, in juxtaposition of that. So it's it's there's that element of control that could be removed a bit. And then, you know, laws regarding what can be done with your money in a centrally controlled account are, are largely out of our control. You know, could they be coming and put in restrictions or limits as to interest rates or it's just all of these things that agree or disagree with what a lot of the decisions the feds are making i would argue that they're trying to think for to people's benefit as a whole and and there's even if they came to the conclusion of having this digital currency it's not going to go over well with everyone but i just found it very fascinating as i said earlier i don't think it's happening anytime soon it just sounds like an idea that they threw out there and in you know, like we mentioned, it really kind of came out before the end of 2022. They started talking about it. And today, all we did is look at some pros and cons. We could probably go on and on about it. Uh, would have been fun to have someone on to chat about it. But I thought I'd just do it, you know, record a little diatribe on it, walk through it. And again, if any of this that you heard, be it in this episode or prior episodes, if you want to discuss it further, feel free to reach out. You can reach our office at ask at bullmanwealth.com, A-S-K at B-U-L-M-A-N wealth.com. And uh, also, you can also, at that ask at Bowman Wealth, if there's a topic that we haven't discussed yet, send us an email. If there's something you want to hear about, and I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what those answers were and maybe creating some future shows about it. But like I said, this is Lean and Mean, digital currency, what would it mean, will it happen, pros and cons, brief touch on all of those things. But thank you for listening. We're going to wrap it up here around the 16-minute mark. I'm going to send it out to the legal outro, but we will talk to you next time. This show's content is for information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or an indication of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Opinions expressed are solely those of Bullman Wealth Group and our editorial staff. The information contained in this material has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be 
complete analysis of the materials discussed. Any statements of opinions expressed should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of any state other than the states where otherwise legally permitted. Advisory services are offered through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, Bowman Wealth Group, and Brookstone Wealth Advisors, registered investment advisors. Insurance products are offered and sold through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, BWG Insurance Agency.